Welcome to episode 174, Confidence to Own Your Worth with Valera Wilson, speaker, author, and coach. This week on the podcast, I had the incredible Valera Wilson. She, oh my God, such a spitfire, such an incredible, inspiring woman who loves to challenge women to own their greatness, get energized to pursue their dreams and show up with confidence in their careers and everyday life. Valera has had 15 years of experience generating millions in revenue for Fortune 100 and 500 brands, including AT&T, First Data and Verifone. Valera personally knows the power of showing up with confidence. And from the beginning, it wasn't necessarily ideal. She was born to a single teen mum, experienced haunting childhood trauma, and was the first in her family to graduate college. Today, Valera is a speaker on women's leadership development with a voice that gives listeners permission to be fearless. Our Pure Fire conversation today covered everything from no matter where you come from, you still have a choice to go after what you want how to own your yes, how to ask for what you want, how to give yourself the yes and go after the opportunity, the challenges of fearing rejection and that people are just not mind readers, the challenges of self-promotion and ways that you hold yourself back, having confidence with what you have now and how to get started right now, how women are conditioned not to win and how to value what you bring to the table. And I also ask you to be really patient with the audio. Halfway through, we have an issue with the audio and my voice turns into a man's voice. I don't know how to fix it, but you know, you're just going to have to enjoy it. (laughs) You can still listen to the interview, no problem at all. It's just an interesting shift in, I don't know what caused it with my microphone. So I'd love to introduce you now to Valera Wilson. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset, and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really want to welcome you to the podcast, Valera Wilson. Thank you so much for spending the time and jumping on the podcast with me today. Yes, thank you so much, Christine, for having me. I'm excited to talk with you and your audience. Me too. I'm so, and the reason I was actually just sharing with you just before we hit record was the reason why I resonated with your message and was like, yes, I want you on the podcast is because you have this really get up and go attitude of like, we've just got to own our worth and go after what we want. And I believe that every woman needs to believe that. And I know that you do too. Uh, Exactly. That's exactly what I believe. (laughs) So as an author and a coach and a leader that helps to inspire and challenge women to own their greatness, I would love for you just to kick off the interview with just a little bit of background about you and where you've come from and what you're doing now with your um, career. Sure. So, um, so I am, as you mentioned, I am an author, writer, or, or, you know, speaker and coach. And really what I focus on is helping ambitious women own their worth and power forward in their lives with confidence in their careers, businesses, relationships, and everyday life. And so that message is so dear to me because of where I came from, what I didn't have, and I really struggled with self-worth. You know, for me, it was Growing up with a single mom, it was being the first person in my family to graduate college. It was going through and navigating 
a career, you know, as even as a black woman and feeling like I was alone or didn't have people that look like me, you know, in corporate or in the, but at home had people that look like me, but I couldn't get insight or guidance or advice. And so I really just struggled to find my place, you know, didn't know the ins and outs of negotiating and all the different things and just really struggled because of some, some traumatic experiences for myself as well in my early childhood to really find, figure out my identity. And so I am just so passionate now to help other women because for a long time I thought that's just, it's just me that feels this way because of where I've come from. But then I started to get in the room with female founders. I started to get in the room with C-suite women, recent college graduates. And there was this consistent underlying theme of, am I enough? Can I really have that? Can I really ask for that? How dare I ask for that? And it just started to really just churn in my stomach. And I just started to feel like I needed to be a part of the solution in helping other women see their value as I navigated to understand my own. Mm. I love that. And I think that it's so important that we do spend, have an element of our journey that is very much that personal development journey of finding our worth and stepping into our confidence and going after what we want. Was there something that really drove you? Like navigating that path with your experience and your journey, that, that seems huge, like to go from where you came from and the experiences that you've had to navigate that path and always push through. Was there something that was always driving you? I think internally, the, the what was driving me, one was my faith. But then I think also for me, it just started, I started to feel like, you know, wait a minute. I'm better than this. I can have this. I started to really see me as worth something more. I think at some point, whatever that point is, we all get to a point where like something has to be done. I have to do something else better, different, or more than what I'm currently doing. I need a different outcome. I need a different something else. You get tired of being, getting the runaround, getting low ball, um, getting, all the things that happen when you concede or you shrink and you hide and you start to feel like, man, I, I saw myself short yet again. And I found myself doing that in relationships. I found myself doing that in my career. And you know, you do it when you walk away from a situation you're like, man, I should have asked for this, or I could have asked for this, or why did I allow that? Right. And it's just when you look across your life. And so I just got tired of that feeling to feel like, man, you're copping out of your life. You're, you're, walking around afraid and tentative everybody else is getting what they want but are you really getting what you want and so that's when it started to become important to me to really sell myself on myself and when I started to do that I started to just get really adamant about no this is what I want no this is what I need no this is what I'm, I'm expecting and it's interesting because when I started to say those things that's when I started to get them Mm, yeah, I love it. And I think you've got to take that time to really decide what it is that you want and what you need. And was there any major moments that were like, this is you stepping into your power and it kind of like reinforced the belief that, you know, you've got this? Yes, it happened a few times, both in my personal life and my professional life. So, you know, in my professional life, it happened actually in my corporate career when I started to, you know, I was starting to think about, well, I wanted to grow and, and in my career and, and I was getting people to come to me and tell me that I was great, but then I would start to get the, oh, well, but we're going to give this to this other person or this other person has expressed interest too. And it, I, I remember one conversation in particular I had with um, probably the group president of, of my division. He had reached out to me and it told me that 
he thought he said for me i was the strongest person on this team i said great so he said i see some future growth opportunities for you let's do i said wonderful so a couple months passed by i set up a meeting to talk with him because i wanted to have further discussions when we got in the meeting he was basically backpedaling and it just something in me just turned and i said to him i said well when do you think that promotion that you mentioned is going to come? And he said, well, let's see, you know, maybe give it six months and we'll see. Right. I said, well, let me explain to you in six months, I want that promotion. And it wasn't a request. It was saying, Hey, this is what I need in order to stay here. And I walked out at me and I said, screw it. I'm looking for something else. And literally like four, four months later, I got a promotion, a better title, significant better pay. And when I told him that I was leaving and I gave him my resignation, he said to me, I knew I'd lost you when we had that conversation. And it was at that moment that I, that that's the epitome of owning your yes moment for me, because I decided in that moment, you're not going to give me the timelines that work for you. I'm going to tell you the timelines that work for me they don't work for you, great, we've got to part ways, right? Because realistically, sometimes people legitimately don't have, can't meet your timelines or organizations or relationships or customers or clients, whomever. And it's, I think it's, we have to decide when we know we've done the work, when we know we've, we've paid our dues, when we know in our heart of hearts that we've done all that we can do, waiting for someone else to say yes, like to confirm that, unaffirm that. It, after a while, it's just, it's contradictory to your own self and your own purpose. And I just decided literally at that moment, this is, this is, it's time for me to move on. And it paid off in huge dividends. And so that's really kind of the life I live now is I know when I'm ready for the next phase. We all have that internal feeling and we know it. And it's, you know, don't down the hill of, oh, well, I'm going to be patient because I've got to do this. And we, there's a difference, right? Sometimes we can be superly ambitious and, you know, we want to grow our business and make a million in the first year. Well, you've got to pay, you know, you do have to do some work, right? <laughs> so the balance of being, you know, unrealistic, but also selling yourself short and waiting too long for other people to tell you what they can do and what you can do most importantly. And so I just think it's very subjective, but we know that moment when we're ready for something. And if you can't get the yes from someone else, Give yourself the yes and create the opportunity. Oh, I've got goosebumps. Give yourself the yes and create the opportunity. I am like, obviously people can't see me right now, but I'm nodding along to this whole thing. I'm like, <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. And I think that it's so important. And I, I actually believe that the universe sends us those little lessons along the way to be like, yes. are you going to own your worth? Are you going to show up for yourself? Are you going to be confident? Because I'm going to teach you whether it, you know, you're either going to get the lesson of what it's like to not stand up for yourself and you get that. And that's why I think why we get that negative emotion of that response of like, you know, it's a self disappointment or it's this lack of self-worth that then has this pain that is like, am I going to be sit here and beg for it? Like you're worth better than that. Right? Like why, why do we even doubt ourselves in those situations? It's crazy. Hey. Yes. And it has no reward. Like, I've never walked away knowing that I didn't ask for what I wanted and felt rewarded for that. Like I all, there was always a, like you said, a pain associated with that feeling like, 
like it's almost like a, a nausea, nauseated feeling like, man, I, I cheated myself. Why didn't I ask for that? Why didn't I not do that? And I just rather now, I just rather ask the question, be told no so I can go on about it, you know, because the other part that I always say is that the no does not determine your worth. Sometimes we're so afraid of the no. And, 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 and once we get the no, we assume that's because it's something wrong with us. When the reality is that the no is just a no. There's, there's a no that means not now. There's a no that means um, you need to do a little bit more preparation. There's a no that means I'm not the buyer for you, for you or I'm not the client for you. But it, none, of it's, none of it has to do with anything where I work. And so we can just move to the no and then figure out what do we need to do to grow if there's anything or find out sooner or later if we're wasting our time with someone or something, it's so much easier that way. Yeah, absolutely. And you're so right. And I'm so glad you said that when it comes to that rejection, I think people fear the rejection so much that they just don't say what that is, what it is that they need. And then the other person, like the other person's not a mind reader. They don't know your timeline. They don't know what you believe you are worthy of. Yes. They don't know what you're capable of even sometimes. And unless you're yes. putting it out there, how do you expect anybody to recognize your worth and say yes. yes to you like <laughs> that's so true you are absolutely right and how often do we do that though right in our relationships we assume the men are mind readers they're not or our significant others where they're not you have to tell them unfortunately that's not the romantic thing to think but it's true they cannot read your mind they don't know that you want sushi tonight you got to tell them right <laughs> you have to communicate in your in your business sometimes we're afraid to promote our services we're afraid of coming on too strong or we're afraid that we're spamming people or peppering them. And obviously there's a fine line there, but we're, we're afraid of promoting ourselves truly and fully because, well, we don't want to come across as too much or doing too much. Okay. But how do they know about your services? If you don't tell them, how do they know that, that you are, that you are the solution to their problem? If you don't tell them that you are, you have to communicate that. How do you know, how does anybody know you want a promotion if you're an, an executive or in career? They need to know that. Unfortunately, oftentimes we sit and we, you know, women will will put our heads down and do the work, except expecting or assuming that they know we want the role. And I have a firm belief now is that unless I tell you that it's what I want, I can't hold you responsible for not giving it to me. Oh yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one because we can have such high expectations of other people, but we've not actually voiced what we need from them. Yes you've articulated that because it's so important, right? Like no one's going to know. Yeah. So I think that we need to take a little bit of a step back first, because if there's anybody here listening going, yeah, that's okay because you've got the confidence, right? Like if you've got the confidence to know what you're worth and you're willing to say it and speak it out loud. And I love that you shared that, you know, you don't ever regret saying what it is that you want or what you need because no one is going to be the mind reader but what are some of the things that you would say to women who are listening to this that don't necessarily have that confidence yet to speak up and say what it is that they want? Where would we start? Sure. And no, that's a great question. So for the woman that assumes that, you know, doesn't know where to start, I always say start by taking inventory. And I think it's so important because of one thing, we assume that confidence happens when we reach a state of perfection, or I'll be confident when, when I know this, or when I do this, or when I have this amount of revenue, I'll be confident when. We affix confidence to this future state, this elusive state of perfection that is dangerous too, because it's not possible, it's not real. 
the reality is that confidence is now. I define confidence as having assurance that I have value today in what I know, that I have recognizing that I have not reached a state of perfection, nor will I. I am evolving and will continue to learn. But because of the value I bring today, I am going to be confident in what I know. That to me is the first step is recognizing that there are some things that you know that you can put to use right now. Whether you are just starting in your business or in your career, those are reasons you started that business, right? You started because you collected some experiences or some knowledge of information. You can have confidence in that which you've collected to, to this point and use it. Start where you are in your career, same thing. People gravitate towards you when you sh share what you know with confidence, meaning again, when you step into a room, even if you're the, the entry-level person or the mid-level person, hey, you hired me as an entry-level person. You hired me as a mid-level person. So I'm gonna give you entry-level information. I'm gonna give you mid-level information. I'm gonna give you executive-level information. I can't expect myself, I can't expect to be performing higher and further than where I am. That's the, I think there's a, a danger in perfection and comparison. When we're comparing ourselves all the time, oh, well, she's smarter, he's better, got, they've got it, I don't. It diminishes our self-confidence. But when we can just stop for a minute, and I promise you, I always say, if you can just take inventory, which is what I said in the beginning, take inventory of how far you've had to come to get to where you are today. Write a list. Some of us have stayed up sleepless nights working on papers. Um, some of us have student loans and debt to pay back. Some of us have invested heavily in our businesses. Some of us have spent hours on a business model and a plan. So many things that we've done. Some of us have, have overcome tremendous obstacles and challenges. People didn't believe in us. People didn't support us. Horrific experiences in life. And we're still here. We're still showing up. When you put all of that on paper and say, I'm still here after it, that's confidence. That's why you can be confident. Doesn't matter where you haven't gotten to, you'll learn what you're supposed to know when you get there. But what you do know now, own it. Mm, yes, own it. So good. And I think that I love that. It's almost like the awareness around like, especially with comparison, comparison is a nightmare, right? Like we can often compare someone else's 10th chapter to our first chapter and we're not considering what we had to do to get to our first chapter. And exactly. I think it's, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's like refocusing on what you bring to the table compared to, and then, you know, stop, stop actually bringing other people's stuff into it. Cause it's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, what you bring to the table today. Stop thinking about next week, next year, and affixing your confidence to that state. What do you bring today? Because someone needs to know what you know today. They hired you for a reason by the skills you have today. Whether that's your client, whether that's your company, they hired you for a reason today. Own today. Serve them today. Tomorrow will bring its another set of knowledge and, and, and energy and information that you will gain. You can be confident today in what you know and share. And when you show up and own that and consistently like remind yourself of that and then take those action steps that are going to get you and almost get you to show up for yourself, 
that recognition and just noticing that, hey, I did that helps to build even more confidence. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And people gravitate towards that. There's an energy to that. I mean, you could have, I mean, how we've all been in situations where we've seen someone that might be considered entry level, right? Or even a, a janitor, right? But the energy, if that janitor is really proud of his job and what he does, and he's just, hey, how you doing? And he's got an energy that it's a confidence that exudes that people want to talk to him. Hey, how you doing today? It's the same thing. I have worked with people, you know, in my career, you know, right out of college. And you can see the energy that they bring. People just starting their business. You can see the energy that they bring. Confidence sells people on you because it tells them that if you believe in you, they can believe in you too. And that's part of any business entrepreneur. If you got, you've got to believe your product before you can sell the product and service, right? And oftentimes we're the product and service. When you're sold on you, people are like, you know what? Okay, I can do that. There's a reason why people in meetings say, oh, wow, well, she just seemed more confident. And I've interviewed people, right? And when I have to constantly pull stuff out of people, well, tell me about yourself or tell me what you've done or I've got to, it's like when I've got to pull information all the time, I'm not sold on you. But when you're constantly telling me, well, I did this and I was able to deliver this. I'm like, well, she believes in herself. I, that's pretty good. Okay, good. Next round. She can go to the next round. And that develops so much certainty in the other person, right? Because it's like, I believe that people buy certainty. If you could be certain yes. of the result that you can deliver, you can be certain of what it is that you bring to the table. It creates yes. such certainty and confidence is bred from that. Like, it's absolutely, I totally agree. People are buying what you believe in. If you believe in your product before anybody else, absolutely right. people believe in what you're offering. Mm. So good. Okay, cool. Awesome. Is there, what do you feel are the barriers to women that cause them to not believe in themselves? Gosh, well, you know, it's a couple of things. One, I think is, and I talk about this in actually in my book, but there's some things that I think life experiences at the end of the day can, you know, whether it be cultural, things that they heard, saw, or experienced that led them to believe that maybe they weren't good enough, as smart as where they've come from. You know, in my case, it was, I came from a single mom. So maybe I wasn't as tapped in or connected to someone else. So maybe I didn't have as loud of a voice um, or couldn't have as, as loud of a voice or as much influence. So I think there's, you know, those things, where you've come from, what you've experienced, what you've heard about you. And then I think sometimes it's really about, I said it before, comparison. We're comparing ourselves to some, like you said, someone else's tenure um, posture to our one year. And we're like, well, I don't really know as much as that person. So, and so we, we diminish what we know. We shortchange ourselves. And I, I think also in that regard, there's this, I think there's this tendency sometimes to not want to seem too aggressive or greedy for women. We, we, we don't want to seem like we're too confident. I don't know what that is. I think that goes back to cultural. Um, how we were conditioned as, as girls, we are very communal, right? So we should get along with everyone. Whereas boys, they're taught to fight and play, throw rocks at each other, do all the stuff that boys do that's very competitive. And so that communal mindset oftentimes can make us feel like, well, I don't want to 
get over on someone or I don't want someone to think I'm being too greedy or I don't want them to look at me negatively for asking for more than what they've offered. There's always this rationing out of the measures of ourselves based on what we think we're going to, so people, how people are going to perceive us. And so that can keep us from moving full, full force. And instead, I think sometimes we should just realize that what we bring to the conversations and places in our lives means that we have a responsibility to own that. Because again, we are the solution to someone's problems. They don't know what we don't tell them. And so we have to ask, right? We have to request. We have to know that we are worth those things in order for us to get them. And no one else is going to get them for you, right? That's sometimes (laughs) one of the biggest realizations I've had. Like if I, you know, whatever it is that I'm wanting to go after, nobody else is going to come and rescue you. No one else is going to do it for you. No one's going to help you own your worth. Like you've got to do that yourself. And I think that that's so important. And it's unfortunately, you're right. Like, I think that it is definitely cultural and the way that, you know, we are conditioned as women to not speak up and to keep the peace and, you know, be kind and be nice girls. Like, (laughs) whereas, you know, you're right. Men are conditioned to win. Right. And I think that it's up to us to be able to change that narrative. We can't wait for it to be changed for us. We've got to change that narrative and stop connecting negative connotations to what it means to go after what you want and own your worth. I totally agree. And it's, it doesn't have to be an and, or it can be, I'm, I'm, I'm compassionate. I'm also confident. I'm a team player, but I'm also, I want to win. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be very much. I have to look after the best interests of myself and those behind me, my legacy. I always tell this to when I, when I have coached women in particular about negotiating is that for a moment, take you out of the picture and anything that you think about yourself. I say, think about your skill set. What is it worth? Don't say what you are you worth. Say, what are your skills worth in the marketplace? Go look it up if you're not sure. And then go back and ask for that. And so sometimes I've had to tell people to detach, to tell women to detach themselves because sometimes we're terrified. We'll say, well, I am worth, they're afraid to say that number. It's like, oh my God, it's scary. No, go back and see what your skills are worth. Mm. Even as an entrepreneur, what, what are your competitors charging for their products and services? Sure, if you're just starting out, maybe you may not charge as much until you get that certain level of clout that you want. But what relatively should you be charging? Go charge that because that's your skill. And then two, when you ask for more, I always say this, I'm not just asking for more for myself. I'm asking for more because of my legacy. I have a legacy to protect. When I don't ask for more, that means I short-circuited my legacy some kind of way. Less money equals less economic power, less quality of life now, and in the future for the people that I wanna help, whether it be my family or my community, I'm not able to do as much. So I dare not shortchange them, even if I'm just terrified myself. I'd rather ask terrified than to shortchange all of them. Mm, I love that, putting it outside of yourself and allowing yourself to look at it from a completely different perspective. Cause it's, you're right, it's, it's our belief systems or our thought patterns that are actually causing us to doubt ourselves when 
when it's someone else, it's almost like, um, you know, when someone else gives you a compliment, some women can really receive their compliments well and other women really struggle with it. And it's like, we don't often see what other people see in us. Very, very true. Very true. So share with us a little bit about your journey of writing your book. What inspired the book? Oh gosh. Um, you know, so the book I called are named You're Absolutely Worth It. Releasing self-confidence, own your yes, or release releasing self-doubt, <laughs> embrace confidence, and own your yes. I should get my own book name right. <laughs> but <laughs> but it came from, as I mentioned, all of the things that I didn't feel for a very long time, all the things that I was afraid to say and think about myself. And again, I just thought it's just me. And I started to meet so many women that it's just started to eat me up that they were feeling that way too. And as I started to break through and get and make certain strides in my own confidence and just started to do things scared, just at the end of the day, I'm doing this scared. doesn't matter how I feel about it, I'm gonna do it scared. I just felt compelled to write a book that would help other women break through the mental noise, break through the, the internal chatter that those questions of, am I enough? Am I qualified to do that? Can I do that? Will they like me if I do it? Can I really fill in the blank? I wanted to write a book that was almost like a sisterly sit down session when, you know, you've probably experienced when you're just, just ragging and nagging on yourself, right? You're just, just, thinking the worst about you and your friend comes along and says, no, Christine, these, you, you know, it, it happens in breakups too, right? <laughs> when, when you break up the guys, like he broke up with me. I had to break up with him. Your, your friends come to the rescue, right? They're like, no, let me tell you why it doesn't matter because he was no good for you anyway. You're this and you're that and you're that. And they give you the whole list of reasons, right? That's what I want this book to be. It's like, you're absolutely worth it. Here are the, all the reasons why. And here is how you can break, make a shift from the self-doubt to the undeniable confidence so that you can relentlessly pursue your goals and dreams without hesitation. And so that's what the book does. It, it walks you through that process of mind shift um, from self-doubt to confidence. Mm, love it. Love it. Is there, did you find that you struggle with any type of self-doubt or um, even like the imposter syndrome as you're writing it or as you're starting to promote it? <laughs> oh gosh, you, that's a big nerve right there. Oh yes, absolutely. As I was writing the book and I actually write in the book as I'm experiencing the imposter syndrome and I call it out as I'm writing because it was important for me to let women know, hey, listen, I'm writing this book. I'm not exempt from it. So short answer is absolutely yes. I mean, I thought, oh my God, who, I, I'm a first time author, right? And before I started this process, I did a lot of, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people who talked to me about the writing process or the public, you know, the publishing process. And it was like, well, it's your first book, you know, you may not get a deal, all these things, right? And so I took, I took all of that back and I said, I'm not waiting for a publisher to tell me that I'm good enough for them to sign on. I'm good enough today. I'm going to write my book. So I self-publish it, but I took, <laughs> I work with a lot of traditional publishers um, and editors, interesting enough, who, who walked me through writing my book. So I you know there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? So I did, that's what I did. I walk, I work with a lot of traditional publisher house editors to get the same quality, but I did because I thought, well, what, what is it that I'm really going to say that that woman needs to hear? 
And then I thought, wow, we've got all these New York Times bestsellers. So every time I walked past, you know, bookshelves, I thought, okay, where will my book fit in here? And who knows Valera and all these different things, because, you know, with anything you want to be successful, at least I, I do. I want I want to, to, I was like, let's go big or go home. But at the same time, I was terrified because I write a lot of stories about myself in the book. I wanted to be very, very transparent about not my, my mountaintop experiences, but my, my valleys, you know, that led me to write the book because I never want to, wanted to pretend in writing that I had, have arrived. I wanted to tell it from a story of, hey, a woman who's failed, who's learning, and has got t-shirts to prove it, because that's where a lot of women are. We have enough highlight reels on social media, right? We have enough of that. Let's talk about the real deal, because I think when we break it down to our own perception of worth, it's not always great. And as long as we're in a pretend mode, we'll never grow truly and authentically and live full force. So there was a lot of that, a lot of doubt and promoting it. Oh my God, hard. It was tough. My background is almost 20 years of marketing, right? For global companies, I've launched products domestically and globally. Promoting Valera and her book, it's, it, it has been a challenge, right? It has really been a challenge. But you know what I started to think? If I can promote it for their stuff, I'm going to promote my stuff for sure. And this book is going to help somebody. It may not help everybody, but it's not for everybody. So I'm okay with that. And so I think as I've become more comfortable in that narrative, I've just said, hey, listen, they're going to see this. They're going to see me promote this book like every day. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. <laughs> Stop, you know, unfollow me. <laughs> ready to be spammed <laughs> right you know it's like hey it is what it is no i mean the retailers don't apologize for sending you emails every day they they send it to you anyway right you just delete it if you don't want it so i'm like hey i'm okay but that one chance that you decide to click on my link and buy the book i've won right absolutely and they're winning right like if they're exactly. owning they're gonna start to read and own their worth like it's absolutely going to be worthwhile right that's right and i'm on the back side sending those emails sometimes so i know like hey it's it's a numbers game too so whatever yeah one so yes for a thousand no's <laughs> so funny i love that analogy of like you know when it's not when we're promoting somebody else's stuff because i get that i've been in a corporate role before before i started my own business and it was just this internal shift of like why was I so confident in selling someone else's product? But then when it came to my own, what was it about that that shifted? And it was this whole journey of like, you know, exactly what you're saying, like owning your worth and showing up for yourself and being confident in presenting what it is that you have to offer and the result that you can create for your clients. And that's huge. And when you start to shift that, because it's so fascinating that the mind works like that, right? Like it's like, well, I can promote all of theirs, but then when it comes to my own stuff... <laughs> It's do you reckon it's got to do right? with the rejection or? Say that again. Do you reckon it, it comes to down to the rejection? Yes, because we lose that, that blanket covering of the uh, other organizations maybe that we've been a part of, right? So we can hide behind them. But when it's just us, the rejection feels a lot more personal. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's like throwing the dart at our worth oh, well, you don't like my products and services now. Not the company, no, no more of that shell or that shield. It's you don't like my stuff. It's a whole different ballgame there. And that's the challenge I've experienced with writing a book. It's, oh, you don't like my writing. You don't like my story. You don't like my book. 
all of that. And I, I mean, that's, that's a process. I think it's, I don't think it'll ever stop. There's always this, you know, to say that you've just arrived and you don't think or worry about that anymore. It's just such a lie. It, you know, you, anytime you produce something, you hope people like it and want it, but to attach your value to the outcome, I think is when it becomes dangerous and there's balance, right? Because there's feedback, which is important. I, you know, in marketing, you know, we, we would do research all the time. What is the customer telling us by based on their behaviors, right? So you take those signals to, to understand how to get better and how to improve effectiveness and performance. But there's a balance between that, taking the feedback and improving because of it versus taking the feedback and internalizing it and crumbling because of it. There's a difference. So Big difference. Yeah, huge. I was actually having a conversation similar to this with a client last week around she was having, you know, slow take up of her program and she was stressing out and she was um, going into the whole internal crumble. She was like, it's got, it's my, it's my program. It's not, it's not worthy. Like it's, she went into all this self doubt. And I was like, actually, it's possibly just a marketing problem. Like we've just got to change some words. We've just got to play around with who you're getting in front of. Like it's actually got nothing to do with your program because she's run it three times and it's amazing. And the feedback she get she gets is incredible. I was like, we just need to make a shift here, right? So it's like detaching, like you're saying, like detaching from the outcome, but also detaching from the the outcome of what your result you're looking for and that that being, that's actually adding to your worth. Like it's actually not, it's completely separate. If you own your worth and you know that that's untouchable, then what you're putting out to the world is just something that you are creating for other people to enjoy. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Awesome. So it's coming out soon. Hey. Yes, it is coming out soon. It is released on September 29th, 2020. It is available for pre-order. I'm not sure whenever this will be released, but it is available for pre-order. And I've got tons of pre-order bonuses for folks that want to buy, um, women that want to buy the book. But I'm excited. I'm excited to release it to the world and, you know, get that feedback and, you know, continue to grow and evolve. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And do you have a certain goal in mind? Like what type of impact you want to make with this or is there anything that you have in mind that you want to achieve with this? Sure. So my, my first goal is that and prayer, honestly, is that every woman that needs to hear the message gets it. My, my hope is that the woman with the big dreams, with the seemingly even bigger fears and self doubt, reads the book and feels mobilized and fueled to to go after what she really, really wants, to ask for what she really, really wants. And that the message cascades far and wide. I can't tell you I have a specific or exact number in mind for how to sell this many, you know, this, I have to sell these many books. It'd be great. But the biggest thing is that I wanted to reach, right? I almost wanted to just kind of reach out and, and tentacles into the world, which I'm excited to be on your podcast as well. Um, to, so that so many women around the world can hear it, hear the message of self-confidence and, and worth. Amazing. Amazing. So needed. So needed. Yes. Incredible. And what's next for Valera after all of this? <laughs> that is to be determined. I've got a few things in the pipeline, but I think the biggest thing is to continue to, to write and to speak. Um, those are my two particular passions and, um, share the message of, of worth with women and over time evolve to more coaching and things like that.
incredible. Well, I'll make sure that I put all of the links in the show notes so then people can get direct access to your pre-order to your book so they can get access to all of those beautiful bonuses. And so just last question, if you were speaking to someone who wanted to take their business to the next level, what would your advice be for them? Gosh, let's see. I've put on a couple hats when I, when you ask that question, I think of it from a marketing perspective and I think of it from a mindset perspective, but I think at the end of the day, mindset is the biggest piece of it is that you've got to realize any woman, wherever she starts, I've said it before throughout this podcast because it's so true. You've got to realize and be confident that you are the solution to someone's problem. When you really, really believe that, the fear of selling the solution, it really diminishes tremendously. It'll still be there, but you can do it scared. But when you really know, I've got something to help another woman. When you shift the narrative from, I've got to sell, 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 to I've got something that can help another woman or man, whomever your your target audience is, your potential customer is. When you really believe that, your language changes, your presence changes, your persistence changes, your consistency changes. Everything about what you do changes when you realize that one thing. So I would say start there and that business will grow. Oh, I'm into that. That's so good. Yes, absolutely. I agree with everything that you just said. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate you sharing all of your insights and your journey and all the messages that are going to come out with this incredible book. Yes. Thank you so much again, Christine, for having me. And thank you to everyone that listens to this episode. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.